seeking collaborations with influential people, at GZPR, we create passion-fueled collaborations that go beyond traditional representation, a performance agency that onboards new clients every month. Our focus is on POC collaborations. Contact us now at hellogzpr.com, a self-aware public relations agency exploring world perspectives with leading talents. Hello and welcome. My name is Tiffany Farag and welcome to Get to Know You, a podcast for those who want to open conversations and access deeper dialogue, where conversations can become stronger when we explore our thinking and behavior. Every Tuesday, a new question will be asked to a guest speaker, genuine people here to have insightful conversations. If you would like to support me to continue making these podcasts, you can click on the link in the show description. My guest speaker today is from Italy, currently living in Hamburg, Germany. He's a singer-songwriter with over 1.5 million monthly streams on Spotify and listeners all over the world, from India to Brazil, from the US to France. With his main project, he straddles the path between indie, R&B, jazz and folk, trying to find a balance between all his different influences, ranging from Chet Baker to Devendra Banhart. His most beloved songs are Coffee Cup, A Hymn to Coffee, and love and love and coffee. Gravity, a soft serenade about letting it all go and floating on a magical cosmic bed with and fly with me and stranger in disguise, a jazzy ballad among lovers incognito. Anthony has a flirt on going with the sync world. His songs have been used by the show All American, the Amazon Prime show, Russian Affairs, and many others. He tries to reply to all the comments and messages, makes heavy use of hearts emoticons, definitely exceeds recommended daily doses of caffeine, is a movie buff, and speaks three languages and a half, the half being a summary of all (laughs) the failed languages, including a very unsuccessful attempt with Chinese. Loves to travel and can't wait for COVID to finish to start traveling and touring across the world with a secret acoustic tour. Welcoming Anthony Lazaro to get to know you. Welcome, Anthony. Thank you. Thank you. Hi. 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 Thank you. Very well. Thank you. So so great to have you onto the podcast. So great. Like I just, you know, fell in love with your music and I'm like, I got to have this man on the podcast. I've got to talk to him. I've got to understand more. And yeah. So where, where did all this writing of your music come from? Like, are you, did it all start from like writing to a particular person or writing about a particular person or where, where Um, were you inspired by I just, I just, it's really like it was really instinctive. I, I did like my, I've been singing a lot in the car for years <laughs> that everyone is doing this uh, gig, the car singing thing. And uh, at a certain point, the girlfriend of the time, I said, ah, yeah, I should sing it. So I start singing. And I didn't, didn't know any instrument. I go to do my first guitar lesson, which also was also my last guitar lesson because basically I learned to do three chords. I went home. And basically, after 10 minutes, I had my first song. And I called my, my teacher and say, man, I think I got a song. I said, well, I put the phone there like, and I start singing. I said, man, it's cool. And uh, that was my first song. And uh, it's really instinctive. The moment I, I have a sequence of chords, I have to start singing something. So I, and now it's even worse because uh, I'm doing all kinds of music. So I, I hear a bass doing a, I hear a rhythmical pattern. So I start singing something in my bicycle. And that's the way it starts, always with the music. And uh, it took me a long time to to start finally writing lyrics for my songs. So I had a lot of, I have 100 drafts of songs that wow. were waiting to be completed for, yeah, for a couple of years, to be honest. So, yeah, oh, wow. And with the writing of the, the, the song, are you like writing about, is the lyrics about a particular person or is it just like the emotion of love itself? It's like... The music for me is really emotional. Like uh, I honestly, since I was like a really, really small, I got this uh, record collection of my. I have many, many, oh, many hounds. Like uh, I don't know, too many. So every hounds was like giving me some f- forty-five records when they moved. So I got uh, some record from one, then some other one for the other ones. So I got this collection of very old music. So I was like everyone my age was. I don't know, I was listening to very old music and I listened a lot. And I w- with the music, it's really like an emotional connection. So normally, 
as I said, I make these songs that are without lyrics, a little bit like Sigur Ross were doing this stuff, mm. like uh, doing this kind of sounds. Mm-hmm. And then I found the sound that I really like, and from there is like a puzzle. So I, the sounds become like a, like a word. From the word, I start constructing the story behind the song. And uh, of course, uh, there, there should be like uh, some uh, connection between uh, the music. Like you can't, of course, you can do like, uh, you know, pump, uh, pumped up kids. They're talking about uh, like a shooting and it's uh, all funny and no one knows that, but it's really strange. Uh, but normally like uh, it's like a puzzle yeah I really I, I go over a song for normally two weeks it's like a inverted onion I like that that's very <laughs> cool so obviously there's a strong connection you start with the music itself and there's a strong connection with that and then you bring in the lyrics sometimes do you do you find that with you know some music and some different artists the music itself without the lyrics is making a person feel one emotion. If you And then if you were to listen to it with the lyrics, it takes you into another direction and you feel another yeah. emotion. Is your music like that, would you say? Uh, huh. I, should, I should listen to my music without knowing my music, but I've been listening for years to English music and without understanding anything. <laughs> so, yeah, but uh, many songs like uh, uh, every, every Breath You Take by Police is basically a stalking song. Right. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it is like, uh, is. and uh, uh, everybody hurts. Uh, like, uh, they were like shocked because everyone at the REM concert was like, uh, all these couples say, ah, this is our song. And this is not a romantic song. It's like, this is like, really, you're, you're, you're singing this song to your, to your wedding, man. This mm. is not cool. <laughs> like, what are you doing? So, and uh, I think, I don't know, a lot of people, concentrate more on the music, but some people concentrate more on the lyrics. Uh, mm. I don't know. Maybe I'm the guy that uh, concentrates more on the music, but after starting singing, I concentrated much more also on the lyrics. Okay, so you get make sure that they're in sync with one another. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, yeah, you can, really, you can really ruin a song with the wrong lyrics. I think I got a couple of songs that uh, were ruined by arrangement or mm. lyrics. Like, like, yeah, yeah. Because you really can, you don't want to be too, I tend to be very schmaltzig, so very, like, uh, very romantic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's <not> too much. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> no, it's perfect. I, a I perfect amount. It. No, no, a perfect <laughs> amount. The listeners are loving it. It's a perfect amount of romantic. <laughs> I think so. I think it's great. One of your songs that really touches me is Silent Patient. I really, really love that song. What is that? What does that song mean to you? Yeah, it's a, it's so strange, this song, because uh, I shouldn't, say this but the first idea i always say start, i start with a puzzle no sometimes i make this there's this trick it's like a trick for songwriters that i learned from uh, friedman findenstein which is a very cool uh, teacher and uh, he says sometimes i want to to get some some crazy inspiration and i go on amazon mm-hmm. and i just look at the bestsellers and i see the, the charts of the most sold books oh and that's the book called the silent patient <laughs> i was okay. like okay okay and I was like, oh, cool, the silent fish. And then I, I, you see, this is like a positive start to this idea. And it was so perfect for the song. And then I started with it. And it was already COVID time. So mm. it was also about uh, the waiting game like, yeah. that we are practicing right now. Like, it's a, it's a, and the more you get to the vaccine and you say it's almost over and it's not, you get growing patient. And so it's become also a song about waiting. There are many levels, like the song about seasons, like uh, is like a, this uh, person waiting uh, for. It's like a very romantic, like a very idealized concept. Like this a relationship when she's leaving, she's more like a, like an an abstract entity. There's like a, ah. this abstract lover that uh, is leaving with the season and reappears with the season. So it's like a metaphor and a love story. And the metaphor again about COVID. So a lot of stuff and the bestseller too. So that's a lot of stuff. <laughs> I like that. A lot of different aspects that came in there to, to, to build that song. And how long did it take you to write this one? Not too much. Not too much. Uh, I normally try to, as I said, do the, this invert, inverted onion thing because like uh, my creativity, I don't want my creativity to stop. Mm. So I normally I try to write four or five songs at the same time. So oh. I skip one to another. Okay. And, this way my creativity is always like I don't get any any 
like and I stop and I and I when I st- and I feel that it's like drying up, I want I, I switch to another song. And then I leave it and I go back to the same song after one day. Mm-hmm. And it gets so fast because your your brain has been working while you were sleeping and doing coffee, which are two of my uh main activities <laughs> this day, drinking <laughs> coffee and sleeping, hopefully not in this order. <laughs> Yeah, so that's, uh, and I think this song took me only two, three sessions. It was really fast. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I think it was on audio. Sometimes the song can take me like uh, 10 days because yeah. I really can finish it. It's like this missing part. I, I don't want it to really, I want to have something that flows. Sometimes mm-hmm. you, you really, I want to, fi- I need to finish the song. So you're going to put some random words. Uh, mm-hmm. And I want to avoid that because. Uh, I don't, I don't. I don't feel right toward my songs. My songs are my babies. So I want of to course, be of course. Do you have any one song in particular where there's a very strong level of emotion that you're feeling in the moment that you're writing it? Yeah, I don't know. There are like a couple of songs, uh, but it really changes. Like there are songs that when I when I sing and sometimes I really almost. Uh, it's like I'm kind of embarrassing, but almost like you're most almost crying when I sing them, and not embarrassing really at super, all. No, no, but uh, and but it did changes. Like, like there was a song of mine that was my favorite mm-hmm. for years. And I say, yeah, when this comes out, it's gonna be my my big one. And then we destroyed the song with the arrangement. It's not on Spotify because okay. I only put the and uh, and. But for me, for years, this would be like ah, oh, this is my emotional song because also I remember playing this to a, to a girl, which is which is not my girl. I was a girl, and she said, ah, I want this song played to my fu- funeral. It was it was a compliment despite everything, and I was like, "Ah, oh, wow. see, this song is really strong." Yeah, it's really changed, but sometimes some songs are really, really emotional for me to sing. But more for the melody, I think. I know it's like the the, the connection of everything. So, so it depends on the moment you uh, of the time you're singing the song. So you could be emotional, and there'll be a heightened level of emotion depending on the day with different songs. Yeah, and then of course you also get. Sometimes you also get influenced by it because you put a song out, you don't know it's gonna. You, some songs are really special, and uh, mm. people don't really. Normally, the songs that are really special, at least the part of this, the per, people are gonna have a strong reaction toward it. Because yeah, so I can feel it because I can feel your emotion in it. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's true. It's because I'm not very romantic guy, like. But uh, just when I sing, it's like uh, Dr. Jack and Mr. I think. So I, I'm not romantic at all, and then I start singing and I become, Ooh. <laughs> So normally you're not romantic, you would say. No, I'm very romantic, but uh, it's strange. I'm a cynical romantic. Like, uh, I, a cynical I, I, romantic. <laughs> yeah, I just like, uh, yeah, I was like the guy already in the, I don't know, grand, do you say ground school, elementary school, doing like <laughs> these gifts, make these gifts for the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like a. <laughs> six years but at the same time there were days that were like uh, doing uh, strategies to try to approach it to 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 young ladies at the same day so there was like a strange stuff of, uh, going on so <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of romantic like i say that's uh i'm kind of romantic probably yeah no i think you would be with this music that you're writing of course you'd be romantic do you have a at the moment do you have are you what's like inspiring you at the moment is there any one thing in particular that is inspiring you at the moment as you're writing new music right now like i'm sure you're working on new eps at the moment what's your new inspiration i think like uh, my challenge is that i try to do a song every day Mm. a draft and sometimes I do two a day. Mm-hmm. So the challenge is it's more about the challenge. The, the idea is, that, okay, I'm going to do a song. And I already have uh, finished 150 songs. Yeah. And, uh, you you think, okay, today is going to be that, the, the day that I won't be able to do a song because my inspiration is going to dry out. And that's your biggest fear. Mm-hmm. Are you that's inspired you by a particular person in your life at the moment? Oh, next question. (laughs) (laughs) Or anybody, I don't even know. But no, no, that's that's fine. Absolutely, absolutely. And so with your new EP, are you you kind of leaning towards a, because I know you're working with R&B and jazz and and what is your, where are you, are you you working on all these different genres at once for the new EP or are you focusing on one in particular? Trying to... Narrow, narrow it down a little bit because uh, I noticed that sometimes uh, my uh, 
uh, John Hopkins a little uh, shocking for some people. Like uh, I, my first album, you got uh, disco and electronic pop, and then you got R&B, and it was like, it's like one one. Uh, there was a review, it was a good review, but say it's almost listening to a mixed compilation because there's so much stuff going on, and I noticed that normally people really like uh, when I do folk, R&B, mm-hmm. and jazz, and of course you wanted to do also your thing you don't want to be like a slave of but you also want people to like what you do so i created this side project where i do my electronic experiment another side project when i even more strange and electronic and then we went on other and trying to focus more on folk r&b and jazz and the, the next ep is gonna be very very jazzy there's gonna be a little bit of r&b and also a little bit of folk so there's oh. gonna be probably my my main, uh, and I'm already working on the next one. So in my head, I'm already like, a, and I already not, another one uh, we are mixing that's really nice. Uh, we will start called Sunday Breakfast. I think it's going to be very nice. Like, Ooh. because I got coffee, I got yeah. tea. And, <laughs> you need uh, breakfast too. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I got I, I honey, I got honey, and I need <laughs> breakfast now. <laughs> we are ready for breakfast. Ready for breakfast. And I like yeah. how you have a hello as well, because you start the day with a hello as well. Before exactly. the breakfast and the coffee and the tea, you need the hello. I got a song for everything when I talk with my <laughs> engineer, and we are quoting my song. Say, man, you got a song about everything. I say, yeah, <laughs> almost everything. <laughs> we we work on that. Oh, that's fantastic! I love that. And is there is there an ability right now to to plan ahead for like your your tour at any point? Like, are you guys in process of planning that, or is it something that you can't plan at the moment? It's unplanable. What I like to do, thing I'm gonna do because the cool. I really love the fact that the people from ex- really now it's Korea because of my song was was used in South Korea and I'm charting on Shazam's. Like I was uh, 85 in the chart of Shazam in Korea, uh, mm-hmm. South Korea, of mm. course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> just, <laughs> I just and um, and uh, there's people like uh, I I love traveling. I've been I've been South America. I've been in India. I've been in uh, I never been to Japan or Korea really like that. Uh, and uh, we. I mean, I don't know. I like to travel, and and the idea is to make it like a secret tour when it's mm. finished, and maybe just playing in very small, I don't know, bars with my acoustic guitar, like undercover. Oh, I like that. So maybe create a patron and just gonna say, okay, today I'm gonna do a live here, and I just say it the same day or the day before that, right? And and there's not probably going to be much people where it is fine because I don't want to do like, and, and it could be a very nice way to, to travel a little bit the world again, like old times. Yeah, I really like yeah. it. I, I think, yeah, traveling is so nice. Like uh, you, you, because you're gonna, you're gonna uh, learn all, uh, you got all this misconception, all the prejudices about, you know, you, you watch the, 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 the TV and the, uh, the news and i remember when, when i was in us and they were like oh my god you're from italy i say yeah hmm. i never go there i'm terrified by it i say why <laughs> it's like it's, it's super it's much more <laughs> us is much more dangerous i'm terrified i was working in memphis yeah it's like a song but it was dying i was like no one's working in memphis like there's a song called working in memphis right yeah but i love that song yeah working if you work in memphis in, in the wrong places we're like it was like this Jim Jarmusch movie. I was oh, wow. calling, a, I had to call a taxi because I was like, I can't work until, it was really <sighs> terrifying. Wow. In Europe, it's really difficult. This doesn't happen. But mm. uh, in the US, it happened a couple of times that they're really part of the city that are really dangerous. Mm. But people from the US think that Italy is super uh, dangerous because they watch The Godfather. And everyone is like, <laughs> everyone's a, a mafia. Taxi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone is cutting horse heads and putting on the on the pillow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't do it. I don't do it. I don't. I I never do it. Did it in my life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the bad thing about media or movies. Sometimes people just have a stereotypical view of what it is. I was in Italy. I was so thankful. Actually, I went to. I've been to Italy a few times, but I was actually in Naples. Um, the weekend before we went into lockdown in Madrid. So I was so happy. Oh. I, I had some good pasta and good pizza that I really was. I just love eating while I'm in Italy, especially in Naples because it has the best food. I just love it so much. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I was felt really completely. And I don't know. Naples was known in the past as a mafia place, but super safe. I could walk at any 
time of the day and night and no i was super safe so yeah no highly recommend listeners go to italy when 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 you can <laughs> of course yeah yeah we're not gonna cut uh, your horse head no no super safe it, no italians are the best they're so friendly and warm and it's really a beautiful place to, to visit and to all to live yeah yeah i, I should yeah i'm in germany right now but uh, it's never a good place to live to be honest What It's part nice. exactly? What part are you from exactly? From Italy? In Italy? Uh, Genoa is uh, in the north. Ah, oh, okay. Is uh, where Christopher Columbus is born. Ah, okay. So I shouldn't yeah. probably be so proud of this <laughs> because right now he's kind of like a war criminal, like you like a war criminal. But uh, yeah, that's like a, that's how people to, know. <laughs> yeah, at least they, they. Ah, okay. Now I know okay. where Genoa is. <laughs> But it's nice. It is on the sea, and uh, there's a lot of great songwriter from the 60s really love oh nice oh lovely i love that i love that so listeners our question of discussion today is a very interesting question it's quite a difficult one i know it's difficult but it'll be very cool to, to dive into so the question is how can we value our own vulnerability as much as we value it in others now you know for many of us when someone shows us vulnerability we're so like blown away we're like wow you have so much courage to show that vulnerability blah 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 but when you do it yourself there's such an, a strong amount of shame that comes with that vulnerability of showing it you feel that shame but when somebody else shows it you see that it's courageous so anthony when i first gave you this question what were some first things that came to your mind Yeah, first of all, you have to, to decide where, depending where you are or when you are, but where you are, vulnerability can be considered a cool thing, but uh, depending on the, on the mentality, vulnerability is like, uh, can also be seen as a, as a detrimental thing. And if you think about, especially for males, because uh, if you, the old generation, I think like, uh, my father or anyway like uh, the old like the previous generation a couple of generations ago you didn't have vulnerability in the male like if you see a movie the man the man is like like you got the hysterical woman apart from from the noir genre like in the 30s like women are basically gonna get you killed and uh, <laughs> and men are gonna get get killed that was basically the movies in the 30s noir. but but in general you got the hysterical woman Kind of sensitive in an hysterical, over, almost uh, over uh, exaggerated way, and you got the men that they were not even uh, uh, talking about their, their sentiments. That were the, this that this level was not even covered. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and I think for a big in the, in the huge part of the world, you still have this mentality. Yes, like the macho idea. Like, uh, uh, and I think one of the the thing that happened with feminism that. Uh, was like uh, basically feminists help, helped or required men or helped men show their vulnerability like uh, not something something that was at least uh, conceivable because as I said uh, before that old generation male won't even tell you how they feel they would say oh everything is okay mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. you know MacGyver or um, Chuck Norris uh, more. yeah okay I got under I'm, I have a plan Yeah, Which I have a plan. I have a plan. I have the plan yeah. for everything. Yeah, yeah. You know? I got it. I got it covered. I got it mm -hmm. covered. Everything is under control. That's a little bit the mentality. So yeah. first of all, you have to to see who whom you're talking to because uh, uh, vulnerability can. And then, of course, as as the as the concept of vulnerability implies, it means like uh, I'm basically shedding some layers, so I'm so burying my me. skin. Sorry? So you can see me. I'm shedding some layers yeah, so the person can exactly. see you. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So I think the same, for the same fact, one can be, it's like admirable and you can admire in others because we tend to hate in the others what we hate in ourselves, for example, a lot. So if someone, someone has a, like, a, yeah. And at the same time, we maybe admire this in others because we know we have a problem with that. And of course, it's, uh, uh, I don't consider myself uh, because of what we talked about uh, like 10 minutes ago, like a macho guy. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't know. Like I feel that 
I, there should be some balance, of course. Like, a, I like a, I don't know. Mm, like you're saying, I, like like a balance as in show vulnerability, but show that you have it all together at the same time. Like you're con, you're yeah, in exactly. control of your emotions, but you show your vulnerability. Is that exactly, what you're saying? Like a, Exactly, like the romantic or cynical thing. I think I think everything is like should be not everything should be balanced, but uh, things are complex. Like uh, you, sh- you shouldn't. We are not uh, comic characters or like you know uh, mm-hmm. caricature. So uh, I can be very uh, I don't know uh, like uh, dreamy, but I can be very pragmatic. Mm-hmm. So like uh, like see that's a, I told you it was the phone. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> that's that's my new that's my new jingle for. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. And it's probably uh, I don't, anyway. Yeah, but uh, um, yeah, that's the, that's the main thing I think. Uh, keeping this balance, uh, I, like what what I don't like uh, the oversensitivity can become a little t- too much. For example, sometimes, right? If you like if it paralyzes you. Sure. So oversensitivity for yourself, you mean? Like when you're writing music. In general, yeah, I feel that uh, um, it shouldn't be like two parodies. Like, for example, I'm, uh, I don't know, like, uh, it's really difficult to 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 trace a line between mm-hmm. uh, the, the the two. You know, it's like also defining. I think I think that I think that's really interesting. Uh, every generation is gonna take it to another level. So mm-hmm. right right now we got uh, when I see the younger generation like uh, the the newest generation, I can see they're really thinking so differently and uh, and so this kind of discussion we've been having, if you contest a lot of was before there before me, it will be like why why should I show my vulnerability? But if you take it in the future, next generation is gonna be like not even a, a problem anymore because I feel that uh, I don't know it's. Uh, I really try. I'm really fascinated by the very new generation because they grew up uh, with this, uh, like uh, the clima, the clima thing. Uh, this, like, uh, you know, this casting a shadow about uh, over everything. They got super connected. They got uh, uh, the pace of communication is quicker. Fast. Mm-hmm. It's very quick, and. Uh, and a lot of preco- like I don't know, I don't know like uh, you can see that uh, what what's happening you have an action a reaction mm-hmm. and you can see it in US what's happening you got New York and you got I don't know Alabama I don't want to say it's a little cliche but uh, you know it's like uh, the, the 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 idea and it's not even like this because uh, Atlanta was uh, uh, you know and uh, was made this radical change and uh, and uh, Texas is changing so it's not like this anymore but you got these two extremes like. Uh, and I think one is the action, like the, the change, and then you have the counter reaction is almost like uh, the antibodies of the copper. Not saying that that one there are good antibodies, but it's like reacting like the antibodies. So mm-hmm. the more the change is fast and uh, extreme from the perception, on the other side, you got the counter reaction. So you're gonna have uh, the hyper hypersensitive guy, and then the guy I don't know with a uh, with a uh, Rifle in, in his uh, in his hand, uh, doing a selfie like this. Uh, with uh, it probably is gonna it's gonna be like this for a while, I think. Uh, and uh, do you think there's more people though, more men? Like if you're talking about men, more men able to show vulnerability now, like with your like your own generation, say like among your own friends. Are you? Yeah, I think the trend. Able to do yeah, that. I think, in general, I think the trend is like uh, is definitely going that direction. Like uh, I think it's gonna. It's just like you think if you watch the Mad Men and you see and you think all the time, what are they saying or what they are eating? Uh, well, like uh, I think for for example, eating probably eating meat in twenty five years is gonna be like now smoking. Like the bad guy in the movie is gonna eat meat. I think, I think, um, or uh, I don't know. I think there's gonna be things that right now are not uh, like uh, there are there are so many. Things are gonna change so fast that mm-hmm. uh, even about matter of sexuality, I think it's gonna be more normal. Like mm, I don't know, I don't know, but uh, I can see this trend and uh, and more and more yeah, people yeah. able to to show this, to show their vulnerability. It, and yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, you also see what's happening. Like, for example, I was reading to, today that in China, they're afraid that people are not much enough. So in the mm. school now, they teach them how to be more masculine to the men. Oh, really? And I and I hate it because I think one thing that I I love about Asia that everyone is so nice. Like, uh, you don't have this testosterone assault that you sometimes have in Italy. In Italy, we sometimes tend to be a little, especially when we get angry. <laughs> My God. Uh, it can be, and my, I'm very, I'm very nice guys, honestly, like another guy fighting with people, but if I, if I get mad, I can be, I can get pretty mad sometimes, kind of emotional. Like, and as, I like we all, Asia, as we all can, sure, yeah. Yeah, but in Asia, there's like this way of, of talking, as a, and I also love the way they sing sometimes, because the same way they talk, they sing, is like, mm. a, I don't know, I really like it. I find it, uh, I'm really sensitive to the way people talk oh i like that yeah yeah no, that's beautiful so you read the other that you read yesterday you were saying that they were trying to tell the people in asia to be more masculine and what was their reason in china in china why what was the reason behind it yeah they, they feel that the male uh, i think they're afraid that uh, they try to contain the because they have very strange policy about homosexuality in china it's a little bit like uh, don't ask don't tell but uh, not like this like it's, mm-hmm. I think it's not like russia but i think uh I don't know. It's uh, I think it's nuanced, but uh, the I think that in general the policy will be like uh, we don't like this, so we, they're trying to uh, to control this with this. Ah, policy. sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that they're trying you know? to keep, yeah, yeah, keep that under control. It's so interesting how different it is for like showing vulnerability, like the shame people have to show. Um, the vulnerability between like men and women as well because it's so, it's actually quite different like um, I don't know if you, you know uh, Brené Brown she's this pioneer in vulnerability and she's I'm actually reading her book at the moment it's called Daring Greatly and she initially started her study studying women in particular and why their fear and their shame of showing vulnerability it could be from all different kinds of things and then she started studying men and it was so very different as to the reasons why they didn't want to show vulnerability and and they felt so much shame but one thing in particular i found very interesting in her research was that a lot of people have a lot of vulnerability when it comes to joy not just people think vulnerability just among things that are sad and difficult, but there's actually a lot of vulnerability when it comes to joy and showing your excitement and happiness. So like, say, for example, something really great, your music, you know, uh, hits number one and you're super excited and you're feeling great. And then all of a sudden you flip and you start going and thinking the other direction. Like you start bringing, oh, uh, people, I'm going to get all this negative feedback. I'm going to, I'm going to get all this. And you start going into that mindset and almost immediately and so people a lot of people do this and they prevent themselves from feeling joy because it shows another stronger because it makes them vulnerable so they'd rather not feel joy and suppress it or not even put themselves out there to feel it so they don't feel that vulnerability and express it yeah yeah i think i think that also the, there are a lot, lot of reasons not to show joy when things are going well, I think, uh, because uh, first, uh, one thing I learned, and it's honestly it makes sense. You don't want to boast too much about things going well. People are not going to like it that much. Not that people want, want that things go bad for you. It's not that. But uh, people don't like to be, you know, like, uh, ah, this went, went so well and this went so well. And maybe... It's like the showing off thing on uh, on Instagram and social media. Everyone's showing the perfect life, which is, by the way, is a, is a kind of a fiction in a way. But uh, and everyone is feeling unwell because uh, and if you someone is told, telling you that things are going well, you are happy for him. But at the same time, people can get uh, envious, for example. So what that's one reason why things are going well. You tend to hide it because uh, you learn that sometimes people they almost get pissed. They do get pissed. I don't know why. Like I love it when people are going doing well and like uh, having good things happen. I get excited for it. Like it makes me yeah, feel yeah, good. I don't know. You know, I know everyone's it's like kind the of competition different. thing. But sometimes you feel frustrated, especially when you're not happy. Maybe where things are not going well for you, you get the impression to be left behind because, like, mm. uh, let's say I'm not even able to walk, and you, 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 you are just uh, rushing, running. I feel, oh my god. I'm 
<laughs> I don't want to say the word because I think swearing is not. Comf- I don't want to like, but you know, you can if you like. <laughs> free, no, no, no. freely speak. <laughs> don't, don't incite me, please. But uh, uh, it's not going to end well. But no, that's one reason, anyway, because people know that. I think everyone learned this. I sometimes mm-hmm. like, oh, so like, oh, he's going. Yeah, so like expressing that and showing it to the public, but even just with yourself, like, you know, with her studies and research, it was showing that people were afraid to show or experience or feel joy just with themselves, not even telling anybody about it, even on a small level. So why would... Yeah, why would we're, you- we're afraid that, I think we're afraid that it's going to finish because, for example, when I first started uh, my with music, things that were really started going well, for a while I got to like... Uh, almost stressed out because of that because mm-hmm. uh, i was afraid to wake up and uh, every morning i could see like my followers on spotify and this is this is growing and i was terrified because uh, what happens if the mo- one morning I, I wake up and it stopped because mm-hmm. it, it started so fast and if something starts that fast you know that it's like a viral thing like you you see so many people there's so many there's so many tragic stories also people that that's why i, I always try is I think it's good to keep uh, to keep uh, some kind of defense against that because uh, it's like the people that I, I learned about this guy. That's probably, maybe it's not even a, st- a real story, but uh, someone that got the song placed in a movie, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Overexcited, or yeah. or no, maybe it was like go, I don't know, featured an editorial release on Spotify. Anyway, yeah. it started doing two three thousand a month suddenly. Because it was it's something I think it was added to a to a playlist. It was a big one, right? Mm-hmm. What it does, <laughs> just leaves his job the same day. Oh shit! You know, it's difficult. You know, yeah, yeah. And and then after after three months, uh, it got removed by this playlist. Oh, it's not job anymore. It's yeah, exactly, and that's terrible. Like uh, mm. that's uh, probably the reason why we try to to keep a balance. Uh, Meditation is all about is a lot about this, right? If you meditation is about also not only filtering against the bad emotions, but also filter, filtering the, the overexcitement, which for me is really difficult because I I'm constantly overexcited about something. So I'm always like a, I'm not very good at meditating. Like it's like okay, concentrate on the I don't know the on the breath and that's like for ten minutes and my brain is like, Ooh, is like you know, this uh, Homer Simpson thing. But I think that's that's one reason, right? Uh, it's, we have to be very cautious because you can get hurt. Really, sure. Uh, yeah, I, I get what you mean. Like, I think, you know, going through those, having those big spikes of ex- super excitement and then dropping back down, I think a lot of people can get hurt. But I, th- I think it's a good thing to, like, let yourself feel. Like, if something beautiful is happening to you, like – Allow yourself to feel it. I don't enjoy, think enjoy. enjoy it. Don't suppress it and try and push it down and try and no, no, no of course, think, of course. Think you know negative things to try and you know um, not allow. I think you should enjoy it in a, in a cynical way. Sorry, mm, in a cynical in way. A cynical way. Yeah, you have to enjoy it, but be ready that it may not last. You know, <laughs> you know? okay, yeah, that's, that's you know, another perspective. A lot of things in life that work like this. <laughs> interesting interesting perspective there so how do you think then how can we value how do we value our own vulnerability and i think as a musician you know you're quite vulnerable like you're expressing yourself and expressing strong emotions you know in in your music and your lyrics as we've spoken about and you're putting it out there for the world and you're getting millions of people to listening to your music so you have a way of valuing your own vulnerability and letting it out there, and obviously you do value it in in other people. But what gives you this this free ability to value your own vulnerability? Yeah, I think uh, the re- the main thing is finding a way to channel your vulnerability in a way that is also compatible with other. Because, for example, I said, but my vulnerability is just gonna be I don't know sharing everything I'm thinking, all my all my feelings with my friends all the time. Probably going to run out of friends pretty, pretty, pretty fast. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you have maybe a way, a way to value our vulnerabilities, kind of find a way to filter it somehow. Like we filter everything in life. Like we are not uh, unless, right? And uh, that's a good way to, to, ch- to like, uh, even develop our, and develop is a wrong word, but uh, yeah, I think channel is the right word. Like you're channeling your vulnerability, 
in a way that's also compatible with others because everyone is like no one wants to to for example someone complain there's a lot of people that are really alone and then you notice that they're alone and they they talk about themselves all the time which probably i'm doing right now because we are in this in the podcast but uh, uh, in general i i and everyone does it right but when people are really alone they do it in a way that's almost uh, detrimental detrimental is like uh, almost uh, pathologic like they they talk for about little details and it's like or about also the emotional life everything what they're thing, feeling in a way that's a little too much like uh, they are dumping everything uh which i understand because for example i love to talk uh, by myself and uh when i my my most uh i really like to Helps, helps me thinking and sometimes they're doing this exercise with you like they're talking with, it's like this blue, the film Blue Jasmine and uh, she's talking the whole time and the, the, the main uh, the main uh, the, which uh, um, the main actress right uh, and then when people leave she keep on talking she's just talking with herself so that's uh, the other con- the other uh, you know the other side of the coin I think Sure. What do you, when I say, let's just take it back a little bit. When I say vulnerability, what do you think? What does vulnerability mean to you? How do you define vulnerability? Uh, that's really hard. Hmm. That's a tricky question. How do you define vulnerability? It's like, uh, yeah, if basically uh, lowering your guard uh, about uh, yourself mm-hmm. and uh, about something that's kind of precious for you. Because otherwise, there would be nothing to be vulnerable about. So it's normally you're not it's normally about the feelings because uh, the 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 kind of vulnerability is is of course about feeling. So I don't know. You can define like uh, lowering your guard uh, on exposing your feelings. I don't know. Like probably, sure, probably no, no. Dictionary, but that's what it means to you because every time if you say this word to different people, they're going to see it as firstly positive or negative, and they're going to see it, uh, you know, in many different aspects. It might be just just be like, uh, you know, I know some people who see it as just being emotional, crying or something like that. Like that's not just vulnerability. Or uh, some people, you know, this is what it means to you, and this is how you know. For me, for example, vulnerability, uh, I you know, in similar to you, like I see it as like my guard is down my mask is off i'm you're not trying to portray or trying to be presented in a certain way and i'm just being like i'm just being me and i'm showing all these layers all all these layers are almost off and it's like okay this is me you can see me i'm not i'm not it's not necessarily me at, at my worst it could be me at my best like i know like for myself i'm in similar to you like when i'm very excited and super happy like something just went so well i'll be like a child jumping up around in the house like seriously jumping and like squealing and you know making all these kinds of noises and that's my vulnerability i'm showing myself and your neighbors love you of course yeah i think so they're actually quite my my yeah i think they're all right they can see me through the window like what's happening now she's just gone crazy but that's part of it as well and like and just letting myself be seen and 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 even uh, sharing maybe a story about something that happened in my past doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing that maybe I never shared with anybody before. Yeah, I think I think I'm a little bit like this too. Like uh, I, you, you. I think when you're like in your adolescent, this is mm-hmm. really difficult for me. Uh, you, st- you tried some masks and I tried to pose as I don't know because. You you're not accepted only when you're like I don't know 15 16 you're not accepted at yourself it's too too early it's not gonna work is a is a part of it but then if things work well around 24 you you start uh, learning that you can also be like like yourself like you're not uh, overthinking anything and I'm kind of I'm very transparent especially for example. Uh, I always got the people saying, oh, you tell everything. Like uh, I talk about how much you're earning. I tell you how much I'm earning. I ask you how much you're earning. I made oh, this this month. I only made this. And people say, why are you telling all this? Like <laughs> really, really everything. Because I try not to, of course, everyone is like, it's on secrets. It's on, um, I, but I try to to keep everything 
very is also I think it's less tiring because you are not controlling yeah. this thing like oh I shouldn't do this I shouldn't that yeah you you do not curse which like not to swear not to curse maybe not to swear which is sometimes <laughs> difficult to do and uh, I don't know you you then you you you're yourself like you are I think it's so much easier absolutely I completely agree exactly like it takes less work. And less energy to just be you and just show yourself than it does to control everything and try and keep it on. And you're absolutely right. Um, we start putting on these masks and trying on different masks that to fit us when we are in our teenage years, like 13, 14, we're trying on all these different masks to see which one we want to put on so that people don't see who we are. And then there's a process of, of like trying to like remove the mask. But it was so interesting with that research that I was doing, some some people were actually saying that, that with the research that Brené Brown did, that some people have a mask so strong that they were saying that they're afraid to take it off because their friends and even their family or their partners don't really know who they are because they've had that's exactly. this. That's such a sad thing. They've had this strong mask on for so long that yeah, yeah, yeah. They're that's, afraid that's, to I take think it that off. Happened in the in that age. I think I think there's a moment when you. I don't know. I got for example my friends. Uh, I changed a group of friends growing up, right? And uh, the friends I had when I was fifteen. As don't don't see much the, the specific part of my life, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like kind of doing like you know bad guy. I don't know <laughs> like so, so so stupid. I you know the guys like a, <laughs> I don't know what we had like assholes, but not that much. So a little bit of, um, and then I think some people stay with the same friends and. Uh, and they have to. If I will stay with these people, probably I, I should make be an ass like a, be an asshole anyway. Because otherwise, they, I should find new friends. Because uh, that's the that's a contract you have with your friends. It's like an unwritten contract. But uh, if I if I'm doing like a, you know the tough guy and the soft, suddenly I'm like the softy, uh, they don't recognize me anymore. So yeah. and it's. Yeah, it's also also with your relationship. That's terrible. I can imagine. I don't know, like when I was maybe sixteen, maybe I don't remember. There was not much talking at the time. Uh, anyway, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I think I, I think I just uh, yeah. I think it's important. It's terrible to think. I can't even imagine being with someone you really spend your life uh, and wearing a mask all the time. But there's a lot of people that do this, like. Uh, uh, and, and sometimes that can end in tragedy. I, I heard some tragic stories about this kind of stuff. Do, do, uh, you know, uh, double lives, uh, people with uh, secret lives. Uh, yeah, there was, yeah, there was a terrible story that I won't tell you because I don't want want to spawn, to ruin the the, the, the mood. <laughs> no no that's all right we'll talk about that later yeah no no that's a yeah i get what you mean i get what you mean yeah it's so terrible like just having to have this you know you know with this mask or this public persona so strong that you don't even know who you are anymore you don't even know who how to be yourself or you're afraid to be yourself with the people closest to you like i can't imagine how many people are doing that and um and how much fear clearly that they have to show their own vulnerability and show hey this is not me and i know a lot of people who are like celebrities battle you know struggle with this as well where they're expected to to uh, you know be a certain way and 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 then that's not them and, and they have to maintain this strong public persona um even i'm sure with, with new friendships that they, that they develop that people expect a certain thing from them yeah i think there are some people like uh, there are a lot of people i've like i don't know I think people like Ed Sheeran or uh, George Clooney, I don't know, like uh, or Matt Damon. The, these are the guys like uh, like the the guys you take uh, a beer with. Right? Yeah, this idea. I don't say they they found the best uh, the best solution because I think they probably could be like maybe I hope I don't know like they could be like down to earth yeah exactly how they are like seem like just real people sure yeah yeah or like exactly yeah, well, not yeah. just real just they have this you know they don't they're and they're not afraid to show their vulnerability and show who they are yeah exactly i hope Owen wilson is like in the movies <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just yeah, yeah. love everything with owen wilson so i really hope it's like a little bit like uh, like owen wilson together uh <laughs> with 
Ben Stiller is like a, I don't know, like I'm I'm a fan of this guy. of Owen Wilson. I really love him when he acts with Vince Vaughn. Like they're always yeah, so yeah. funny. Yeah, they're yeah. so funny together when they're acting together. But yeah, no, I get you. I feel no, like he would be. <laughs> Maybe yeah, you have an opportunity. Does. Maybe you have an opportunity like in the future to meet him and, and find yeah, out for yeah. yourself. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> who, knows? <laughs> who knows well yeah this this conversation has been super interesting thank you so much anthony i really love to ask my yeah. guest speakers um you know at the end of the conversation how has this conversation with me made you reflect or highlight anything to you this about this particular topic yes because honestly it was like a the kind of question that uh, you initially takes a little bit uh uh of guard, like uh, mm. it's like uh, because you maybe never thought about that, right? You perceive it, you perceive it. You get an idea that you are formulating in an unconscious way, and it's really interesting to to the moment you start talking about something and unpacking it. Unpacking it, yeah. It's like uh, the same thing changes. Like it, it comes from the back to the foreground, uh, and. Uh, it's also really interesting what you were saying. And uh, we now know that you are probably not friends with your neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe not. <laughs> no, they lo- they're lovely. They're lovely. <laughs> well, yeah, thank you so much, Anthony, for joining me on this, ca- on this uh, podcast. Thank you and, so much. And where can people find you? Find me on uh, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, Spotify, hopefully one day TikTok when I restart. <laughs> yeah, Still you should start that. on that one. Start, yeah. Yeah. I definitely should start. You yeah. should, you should. Yeah, so listeners, I'll be um, putting all those links for Anthony's um, so you can find Anthony in, in, the, in the show description. So it'll be easy for you to click on. So thank you so much, Anthony, for joining me on this podcast. Thank you so much. See you. Thank yeah, you for having a nice day. Thank you. Thank you for letting for listening to Get to Know You. If you enjoyed this podcast, rate, review, and share the podcast on Facebook or Instagram. You can tag me at Get to Know You with Tiffany Farrick. In my mission to open conversations and access deeper dialogue, I want to hear from you listeners the question again, how can we value our own vulnerability as much as we value it in others? Leave an audio, video, or a message on the Facebook or Instagram page of your response to today's question, including your name and where you are from. We will include some different responses in next week's Get to Know You Cafe to further deepen dialogue on this topic. If you have any topics you would like us to discuss, be sure to tag me in a post with your question. Join us every Tuesday on Get to Know You.